The We Love Hip Hop Podcast is proudly sponsored by the Borough Heads Glass Gallery, located at 600 Church Street in downtown Toronto. It's Toronto's premier contemporary functional glass art gallery and vaporizer shop, showcasing a huge selection of heady and scientific glasswork by Canadian and international artists. Topics, like, Bring your mic a little bit closer. Episode 34, huh? Paul Pierce episode. 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 Paul Pierce it's the world's most smoked out podcast. We love hip hop. I'm your host with the most toast, Friday Ricky Dread, aka Mr. Shit Stata, aka Mr. Industry. Um, I had another one. I had a good one this morning. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, Mr. AKA, I had a good one this morning. No, no, no. That's not the actual AKA, but I had a good AKA in my brain this oh, morning. But it'll come back to me later. You know what I'm saying? Fucking AKA um, Rick Floss, Rick Boss, and. Uh, it's a nice fucking day in the neighborhood. And to my right. Yeah, yeah, it's me. SSC, Hey Herx, PK, whatever. You know my name by now. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little under the weather today, so. He's not sharing his blunts. No, personals today. All Percy's today. Mm. Percy Blunts, old school Corona, you know, big bottle style. 40s. You know what I'm saying? Got the bucket on. But, um, yeah. Episode 34, let's get it in. I'm just ready to smoke and just... 34, that's crazy. Yeah, 34 so quick. Should we introduce this guy over here? I'm introducing myself anyways. There you Turn go. Turn the mic around then, yo, motherfucker. Shit. Yo, my name is Joey Gambello. Um, shout out to my sponsors, Tim Hortons, <laughs> Pornhub, oh. and, and of course, BET Network. We out here, baby. Oh. <laughs> uh, I said BET Network is his sponsors. Yeah, shout out to um, BET After Dark. You know what I'm saying? Tip drill. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Talk that shit. One of the best videos of all time. Okay, no, 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 no. If you want to talk fucking BET Late Night, um, what is that show called again? BET, BET After Dark. After Dark, yes. Then you got to talk about Black Jesus. Black Jesus. <laughs> uh-huh. You don't know about Black Jesus? Know, like, or the other one? What? Girl. Oh, yeah. I was going to get to that one, too. I was going to get to that one. I was going to get to that one. Just the white girls. But no, Black Jesus, tell me what that thing smell like. Yo, <laughs> that is the most raunchiest song ever yeah, played on bad. television, bro. <laughs> Especially BET, After Dark, After, whatever they want to call it, yo. After, What's after a while they gave that thing smell like? What Black Jesus. Like? I remember all they used to do was play. Was like Shout out J-Live. So that's his favorite later. artist, Black Jesus. Six you know years later, and they're still playing the Snap Your Fingers mu- music video by fucking... <laughs> what's his name? Yo, bro, if you know it, you can actually predict what song is coming next. I remember same, bro. When, when... Okay, so hold on. 2012. So mm. 2010, 11. Yo, hold on. 2000, sorry. 2008. I was locked up doing a little bullshit bid. My cell is like, yo, I'm going to tell you the next 10 songs... That comes on at BET. <laughs> and he got it. Yo, the man nailed everyone. One for one. Right after like boom, 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 boom. Commercial, boom, 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 commercial. Crazy. The man, and he was accurate to the T. How long? And, he was probably sitting there for a minute just staring at it. Well, it's the same. Like you said, it's the same fucking playlist. It and is. it's been the same playlist from like, yo, they still got, what's that girl's name? Uh, 
The one with the with the two with the like, Keisha Cole, not Keisha Cole. Cole I'm not talking about Keisha Cole. She's a host. The girl is a host. She used Roxy? to go to not Roxy, not Roxy before Roxy. She used to go to the colleges. They still show in the college tours on flipping. Remember Sita? Is that her name? No, no. Sita was the electronic. She was the cartoon electronic fucking. Oh, uh, <laughs> see, I didn't even remember all of that. She I'm was like glad. super ratchet. And fucking, I believe it too. They just, they, it was just like a video show, but the host was this electronic figure oh, with a Philly skirt. Okay. Or hits on the street. Remember hits on the street. I remember hits on the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's hits now? He is fucking taking hits of fucking crack cocaine somewhere. Probably. You I think so? Know. You think he's know. doing let's, lines? You think he's bumping up? Let's let's not paint a, a, a picture of him like that. You, hey, you're the one who said it. You're yeah, the one who it. came right off the hip with the gun talks. I know, right off the fucking hip. Yo. You came right off the hip. You didn't fucking select a grain or nothing. The man said, "Boom!" He's smoking, bro. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take my live off for a second because I'm. I can't find my fucking list of things because, you know, we do this show pretty high. But, hey, that's so I live. Um, but I do have a list of things that I want to speak about um, before we get into our guest today. And one of the things... It's hot in here, boy. It's hot like a motherfucker. Yeah, it is hot. Yeah, it is. Um, you know what? I'm gonna, I want to talk about the traps. Oh, before we even get into that. Excuse me. What you smoking on? Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Cool. I got my... Mini C vault today. Mm. Smaller than the one I usually carry because I have more shit in my pockets to carry today. So. Mini vault. Yo, C vault. Send the bag, yo. This is facts, yo. We're so, a little too much right money. here, we got a Rockstar Hybrid Indica Dominant or Sativa Dominant, sorry. Mm. Then we have um, OG number one. Number one? Yeah. Like KRS says, I'm number one, two, three, four, and five. Sure. So, you know, OG number one. One, one. Oh, sorry, that's Nelly. One, one, one. But no, yeah, it's OG number one. Nelly was the, I am number one. Yeah. <laughs> that was a careless, that was a careless one diss, eh? Yeah, I know, no, no. <laughs> the man had bars for Karis one. Yeah, but he's dumb because KRS One just hit him. I'm number one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah, but get out of here, buddy. That, that, that took balls on Nelly. Oh, on him, I know. But you know what? I think Nelly, like I, I don't think Nelly did it as like a disrespect. I just mm. think at the time he was number one. When he dropped that song in his head, he was number one. No one's fucking with him. And he was fed up with these motherfuckers just all picking on him too. I think at that point in time, you he, know was, what I'm he was he was selling records. He was uh, legitimately doing rapping. What you smoking, Friday? You oh, can skip oh. past your damn self. I know. I'm all getting into. I'm I'm going into a Nelly rant because Nelly is so important that you got to rant about him. But <laughs> <laughs> let's get into what I'm smoking on. This right here, my friend, is called Blue Dream. Ding. Like Denzel in America, I must insist, call it something up, but don't call it Blue Dream, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? This one right here is like a, it's a hybrid. So let me let my live audience get a little piece of that see, action. Let me see right. your hybrid versus my hybrid. Hybrid fucking. This is Rockstar. And this is, you see, mm-hmm. this is a, a mix. This is from the cheese family. You know yeah, the cheese yeah, yeah, family? Yeah, you can tell. It looks cheesy. It looks like cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so looks like a cheese. It's got a, like a nice little frosty tint to it. You know what I'm saying? Bada boom, bada bing. Bada boom, bada bing. Oh, yeah, and I still got some more of this uh, pink candy wax. Juice. Let's see my butter block. Juice. All the little accessories. I, I, man, I wanted to get some moon rocks, mm. but the place closed at 6 and I missed it. So, so sad yeah. day in the smoker's life. 
I'm gonna smoke some uh, some of the finest of ganjas. I also have some DM or no um, DM. Def, not that DM. Oh, um, DM. Def bubba, def bubba. DM. Who's sliding the DMs? No, 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 no. We we ain't doing the Yogadi route today. But speaking of Yogadi, there has been developments. You like my little transition right there, right? There's been developments between the whole um, young Dolph, Yogadi, and black youngster triangle it's funny because you know triangle that's going on today i posted a picture of a meme that i seen uh-huh. of it was actually yo Gotti okay and young Dolph, and it says oh don't hate just wait your turn mm. you know what i'm saying because Dolph is on stage all iced out yellow diamonds you know yellow gold everything looking well flossy yeah, yeah. you can see Dolph in the back like like the man's pre and the man's shit. Like, mm. or he's just, it could be something completely different, but the way the context of the picture looks, it's like the man, it's like you see the man had animosity towards the man from time. He's getting ready to run up. From time, like before. Mm. This, is, this is not Young Dolph, this is like when Young Dolph Young Dolph like, and, um, and Black black Youngster. Yeah, no, but I'm saying something just happened to Young Dolph today. Okay, yesterday. so what originally happened with him is he got his car shot up. Yeah, like, like a hundred times. times. Right? And because the car was bulletproof, Nothing touched him. Yeah. Okay. However, now they caught him slipping, I guess. Yeah. He was outside of the whip. In Hollywood or something like that. Oh. Look at that. You see the look. Yeah, the man just looks like he's going to run up on him. You see the look. Christ. Like, nigga. He's salty about something in that picture. Well, the thing is, they had a confrontation. You know what I mean? They were booked in the same hotel. This is probably years ago, too. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what, you know what I mean? No, they're all from Memphis. So they already had... Whatever they're having is not it's only not a new. rap beef; it's a Memphis beef. This is what I. This is my opinion. I think. You know, Yo, Boozy said it best, man. You'll die in your own city before you will out of town, bro. Your own people will kill you in your own town, yeah, bro. Yeah, but their 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 town before. beef is carried out of town yeah, because they're all rappers who are traveling around this country now. Yeah. So when they're bucking each other in different places, it doesn't take away from the fact that they still have unfinished beef. Yeah. So whatever that is, now they they bumped into each other at the t- the telly or. They had a, where they were booked in the same hotel, mm-hmm. which is dumb on the fucking promoter's part. Yeah, you know nah, man, saying? promoter knew what he was doing, man. That's some publicity, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Good, bad. It's yeah, still but publicity. now Young Dolph has been shot. Yeah, well, like, like how many he did He fatal, uh, not fatal, but like critically. Like what, what's going yeah, on? Like, what's going on? Um, I don't know exactly all the details about him in the shooting. If he's in critical condition or if he's yeah, not. But isn't that Young? Okay, hold on. Who got shot? Young, 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 Young Dolph or yeah, young young Black Dolph. Gangster? No, black, whatever. Young Dolph got shot. Right. Okay. And now, and they said there was a confrontation between Gotti's crew and Young Dolph prior to the shooting. And now they're looking for Yachty as a as a as a link to it. Yeah. Yachty as a as a person of interest, as they say. You mean Yo Gotti? Yo, no, yeah, Yo Gotti, Yo Gotti. You trying to get this popcorn rap nigga involved? (laughs) I just threw like ten rappers' names over in the sky. The audience is probably like, "Who the fuck? And where the fuck?" uh, Who's young Yo Yachty? Yeah, like yo. <laughs> don't be surprised if someone comes with that name tomorrow. Yo, young yo, yo Yachty. Yo Yachty, yo. Hey, Boss. internet. If, he's, if, he, if I hear a fucking rapper come back with that, we're going to timestamp this episode and bring it back. <laughs> young Yo Yachty. Maybe we'll call the episode that, no? <laughs> young Yo Yachty. Uh, Anyhow, there's other things that happened. Um, I made a little quick report earlier um, last week or right before the weekend started. Right? What? what? Uh, we love hip hop quick hits. And yo, in- yo, yo, yo. First things first. What, what? A no report talk. Done the report talk. Okay. Made a quick hit. A quick hit. A, a no report. Nothing. No report, report business. Nothing. We don't report nothing around here. We don't work with reporters. We don't report nothing around here. So, 
there was a quick hit that was made or that I made about Travis Scott and fucking Kylie um, Jenner. Ah, yeah. solidified. Here's Welcome the thing, the yo. Kardashian family, family. And I was, I was telling, I'll tell you already, right? Isn't this okay? Last couple of weeks ago, the man was like, yo, he wanted to marry her. Who, Travis Scott? Yeah, he wanted to, and the mom was just like, was like, nah. She just laughed it off. Yeah. And now, he went and shot boy, up the club. The man said, yo, he shot, he shot up the club. He didn't shoot up the club. He shot up the club. You understand what I'm saying? Because she's barely legal. Yo. She's not even legal in nah. the state of California. She's not even 21. She can't drink liquor. To me, this is all part of the big you know Kardashian plan. She can't drink liquor. Oh, yeah, it's a financial plan. Yo, I'm telling you right now, the illest shit that would happen right now is if Black China uh-huh. and um, Tiger got back together. Like, yo, we planned this shit. Yo, oh, we full, planned this shit. We full planned full this circle. Shit. We planned this shit. Yo, I, we, we sat down and we planned this shit. I told her I was going to bang up Kylie and get as much money in the notoriety as I She went and she hit up Rob, had this baby, wow. and now they're back Can together. That would be the, the <laughs> ultimate couple of all time. Yo, listen to me. I got a little so fucking... finesse would be so... Yo, listen to me. I have a feeling in my heart. I have a feeling in my heart. Long game. Long game. The long con, bro. The long con, bro. The long con, bro. Like, yeah, they want to fuck us, eh? That's actually they want- a pretty good fucking... Like, that's Yo, bro. Yo, I have, a, I have a gif or a meme or whatever, right? That I'm going to use when we're talking about this. Because I already have it in my files. Yeah. Of Black China and, and Tiger together, like, having a drink. And they're like... Like <laughs> I don't even have to go Google it for it. I already have it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I'm telling this you, is man. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yo, they, they planned this shit, bro. They planned this shit, bro. They've been like, yo, the Kardashians been fucking black people for the longest time and getting away with it. Now it's time to fuck them back. Let's do this. And yo, cause think about it. Tigga and Black China, they weren't like they were warring. It's not like they're talking shit about each other. They just weren't. You understand what I'm saying? They just yeah, kept yeah, them all quiet yeah, about yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. They weren't talking shit about each other. They weren't fucking doing anything like that. Maybe she made a hit about, oh, you know, whatever, you know. No, she had a few darts for him. Of course, but nothing where it's like, yo, they couldn't. I'm telling you, I feel that they're gonna, you're gonna see them in like the next year or two. Be like, yeah, we're working it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He is the father of my child. You know, Rob is too, but you know, Rob's an idiot. So. And you know, his socks ain't really moving that crazy. Loud a man in his sock game, bro. Um, it's bad enough to have the man wrapping around in his robe. Let's, let, me, let me get some something um, important before we get to uh, our guest, because we do have a special guest coming in tonight. Just to let people know. We ain't just gonna be shooting the shit here. Um, the man's them, you know, like we like, you know, like ain't we usually do around this time. Shit, but you know, but we actually do have somebody coming in who's very special, very, 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 very special. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And special um, to the city. No, he's special to the fucking country and the world because he's world's great. What is it? Uh, world famous. World famous, right? This is one of his uh, AKAs, and this gentleman here. He's done a lot of touring. You know what I'm saying? He's touring with a lot of different um, R&B singers, rappers, comedians. So we will be having starting from scratch that will be coming through. So all you people watching on live, keep watching because that nigga coming through. And, and first things first, not a nigga. Well, you know what I mean. I, every, everybody so stop, stop with the nigga, nigga, stop, nigga, nigga, this, nigga, nigga, that. Yes, I, I, I need to. I need to, I need to get more woke in this motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Stop so, this nigga nigga stuff. 
So if anything, call him Ninja. My Ninja. My Ninja. That just right. doesn't sound right. I don't care. Just, just don't call him. Right. Don't don't use the N word. Just don't use it. I'm gonna try to curb using it. It's all your fault that you guys. What my fault? Not my fault. You. My fault. No. Culturally, you guys taking the word off something bigger. Here we go. Now used as. See, here's the white argument. Here's the white argument. Joey got his story. People don't understand that. No, 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 no,
Nah. You know? In the States, they're coming with the street sweepers for that type of shit. Yeah. Yeah, so he got hit up 18 times. Good Lord. Um, and it's, it's it's adding to the whole, the brutality, I guess, in a weird way because the, he was committing a crime. She's saying that he was mentally ill and and there was a lot to be addressed in the whole mental health thing that, that, that goes on with us as black people or just hood people, period. Not just black people, but people who live under stress environments when you're living in the hood. A lot of people PTSD have, survivors, man. It, it took the words right out of my mouth. Pause. P- you know what I'm saying? What is it? Post-traumatic stress disorder. A lot of people are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder that is never addressed. Right? You know what I mean? Just dealing with the circumstances of being in the hood. Sometimes seeing people fucking murdered right in your face. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, multiple robberies. Having to look out for more than other people when you're walking through your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's just a regular way of life. So people don't look at it like, oh, well, you're dealing with some kind of PTSD. Because that's just how motherfuckers live over there. But those type of environments, if you take somebody who doesn't live in that type of environment and put them in the hood and keep them there for more than a week, like a month, two months, when they get back to the fucking burbs, they're going to have PTSD. So why the fuck won't we have that shit being in the hood? So argument you're not going to win Friday. No, no. It's not something I want to win. It's just something I want to win it, but we've got to bring awareness. That's why niggas self-medicate with blunts and Hennessy. Hey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm kind of rolling up a blunt right now, but I get That's it. That's why niggas self-medicate, bro. Like, yeah, to deal you, with you, stress of PTSD. They yeah. don't want to... Yo, from the time they say men them on the block are suffering from PTSD, do you know Do you know that, that impl- you know kind of implication that's going to make? Mm. Why are they suffering? Who's t- who's who are they at war with? Who are they attacking? Like you know what I'm saying? <coughs> who's who put the mindset like that? You know what I'm saying? Like figure like figure this. Back in the nineties when carding was a thing, you couldn't even walk on your street without getting carded, bro. Mm. I remember I get carded leaving my building. What do you mean like ask for your ID and yeah. stuff? Ask for my ID stop for no fucking reason mm. other than I'm a young black man walking on the street. And I look suspicious. Yeah, you fit the description. I just left my house. How the fuck could I the description of anything mm. and then get stopped get my name to the point where i know it g1 g2 this that know everything i'm, I'm reciting before the cops telling me yeah. i'm like yeah here my g2 this my g1 is this my dob is this my address is this i'm wearing this 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 that and that because i knew the fucking card that much to the point where it's like yo then go to fucking queen street and get stopped again by a different fed and go through the same process again you know what I'm saying? It's called profiling. Yeah. yeah and then the worst carding situation I had one time, I was in a liquor store. Uh-huh. And good old-fashioned Pee-wee. Pee-wee. He knows the man <laughs> from the block. The man was standing. He, you know, we were walking in the liquor store. There's a group of us. And I seen the man go in his pocket, mm. pull out his cards, start filling out our names because he already knows our names. You're right. From being out there so long, fucking with us. Mm. And the man basically filled out 10 off of all of us right there without even stopping us just on the string oh I know Joey yeah that's Joey blah 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 red hat black shirt red shoes black jeans boom camouflage whatever that's fucked up and that's what I live I've been pulling yeah that's how it is having my friends in my car yeah 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 Yeah, so it's it's definitely something that we just need to make sure that we bring awareness to you know what I'm saying like I know we can't solve the problem in one day you know what I mean we won't come close you know the, the you know the address the things that need to be addressed in the hood are not gonna get 
addressed and, and, and flipped around in one day. But if every person who has a platform could at least try to say, hey, we're woke too and we're bringing some awareness to it. And if you got any fucking questions, hey, let's talk about it. Then, hey, yes, what the fuck have we got a platform for if we're going to just be talking shit? You know what I'm saying? We, we, we talk about a lot of rich motherfuckers who are fucking up. And, and that's all well and funny and shit like that. But at the same time, we got to bring that balance. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Most definitely. Yeah. So with that being said, um, I'm going to take a little quick break here. I pre- I pre- we're done the pre-show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or we're, we, we in. But you know what I'm saying? Our guest is here. Yeah. And, and I want y'all to be able to catch the vibe that we're going to be bringing with that because we got a lot of, uh, of, of good conversation and a lot of questions that we want to be asking our guest here. So um, we'll be right back. World's most smoked out podcast. We love hip hop. If you feel like your sock game is getting kind of boring, you know what I mean? Wearing the same old out of the package eight, eight in a pack sock packs. Man, you need to step your sock game up. Check out my people at Six Socks Toronto. If you want to know how to get onto them, check them out on Twitter or Instagram at Reed underscore Craig. That's R E I D underscore. C-R-A-I-G Six Socks Toronto That's what's up Alright And we are back I'm just uh, I'm just practicing Some different Radio voices That I'm talking Is that on your own time What is this Trust me like, yo, trust <laughs> You know what I'm saying like, that, that's, that's one <laughs> of the Trying to get that Move 93.5 job up in here. Yeah? So we are back on 93, the fucking smoked out podcast. And, uh, I don't want to get on about 93.5. Real talk, yo. Nah, we don't. Nah. nah it's trash. <laughs> trash. Their so, playlists. <laughs> they play swollen members still, bro. bro hey, 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 hey. Don't don't dis swollen members. Shout out to the Yo, I'm not dissing swollen members, but they had their time and their place. Not, and not 2018 is not their place on the radio. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, not, for, not for not for the music that they're playing. My you know what I'm saying? The song that they're playing. Uh-huh. Mocha only one or whatever that same like ten, ten, no, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like bro come on like, this is not the time for that I, I can't bro I can't I, not, I have nothing against the artist I have nothing against the artist I have nothing against the artist I'm just as they say it's just <laughs> I don't understand it we're in 2017 2018 and I can still hear wake up in the morning and hear that song on the radio I but they're a throwback station, though. No, uh, well, okay. Not all the time. But all day, twenty four seven. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. That sucks. Okay, well, if that's the case. That's a good reason why I stopped listening to the radio in the morning. Well, you know. But whatever. That's just me. Sorry, it's I apologize. What? I digress. So, <laughs> with no further ado, I want to uh, introduce our guest here. Yes, yes. That's you know what I'm saying? Um, he's a world, a man of international mystery, and and and. Uh, <laughs> I have a whole bunch of different I've never heard that one before. No, you didn't get that one? I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Um, For sure. We'll call it Scratchy San Diego. You know what I'm saying? You know what's messed up? I was just thinking about Carmen San Diego when you said that shit. I said Scratchy. See you like. I was going to like. That's why you guys smoke together. Exactly. That's why we're on the podcast, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. I don't need to be on there. We have the world famous. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, 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 famous. Sorry for my my cheap scratches and That's okay. sound effects. Scratch will teach you how to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, the air, you know, 
How's your air DJ game? It must be sick, man. I've never practiced it. I'm not going to lie to you. I like watching other people do it. It makes me laugh. You know how they have a competition? And this is totally not on the list of questions. <laughs> yeah. You know how they have the competition for fucking ear guitar? Yeah. They should fucking have a competition for air DJing. But what are you going to do, though? When people do it, they always the first yeah, is Mickey, wiki, wiki, wiki. That's all I hear all the time. Wiki, you know when you do that, wiki, wiki. Apparently, that's the sound that most people hear when we're doing something. Uh, they ignore the fact that a lot of that, the switching, is the mixer, right? Mm-hmm. So they need to be incorporating the mixer finger in there, too, so they're like, wiki, wiki. You got to figure, 99.9% of people that aren't DJs have no clue what DJs are doing. Straight up. They don't. Yeah, and you know Straight what? There's, there's a whole bunch of. We had like a DJ discussion a few months ago, where I had like three DJs from Montreal: DJ Majest, okay, uh, Quite Sane, and DJ Blaster. And we had our first My round. My dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and I know you probably have your because you're part of that DJ community, mm-hmm. and that DJ community is like a tight community of people across Canada. You know what I mean? It's not just only Absolutely limited to Toronto. Huh? Like you guys, you know DJ Sage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's over in the West Coast. But I could just throw the name out and you'd be like, yeah, I know him because yeah, it's a yeah. community. We know? watch each other. We're all nerds. We're fellow nerds. So we yeah. all watch each other. And, and you guys are all students of the cult. Like you guys, the thing is with the DJ, and I'm just doing the fucking intro, <laughs> but the DJ doesn't get the respect I feel that in the culture right now that they deserve. The right ones don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because there's a lot of celebrity DJs that yeah. pop up out of nowhere. That's a four-hour conversation right there. But oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think some people do. I think, but it's mostly again, it's by, exactly. it's by other DJs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's by people in the know. If you're not in the know, and you don't really know what it is we do, then it's really hard for someone to say why a guy like you know Jazzy Jeff is the best on a technical level, not just because he's getting thrown out the door on TV, right. <laughs> but on a technical level, why he is actually one of the best in the world. Yeah. But if I ask. You know, like my sister or somebody that doesn't know what DJing is, they'll be like, oh, I know him. He's from the TV. Mm-hmm. So they respect him for a different reason. Yeah. But guys that understand will respect a whole slew of DJs that nobody's probably ever heard of or, you know, aren't like you were just doing the hands up yeah. thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are the guys that get the respect. And those are the guys that we all look at and be like, in a sense, like, fuck these guys because they're disrespecting the culture and whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it all depends on the person because there are some of those hands in the air guys that really do have hip hop backgrounds and technical backgrounds, right. but just found a lane to make some money. You can't wrong someone for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my Paris yeah. Hilton, though. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a whole different ballgame. That was my right Paris Hilton. And she's been right a DJ for a while. You think somebody like her would accumulate skills over some time? Why does she need to? Yeah, she just. She doesn't really need to. This is true. This is true. For what she does, she absolutely doesn't need to. Yeah, she just had to show up. Her name's gonna it's gonna give her the bag, and she's good to Make go. sure she's never wearing the same thing twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure yeah. she presses sure. play at the right time. And that's yeah, it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. Go collect her paper. Yeah, and um, but there's a there's you know tons there's tons and tons of of pre-record DJs and so forth. Uh, what's his name? Stevie Oki or some stuff like that. Yeah, what's but I think those guys those guys to me were never DJs. Those guys are entertainers. Right. Like he's. Amazing That's at what he does. Like the cake guy, right? Who throws yeah, the cake exactly, yeah, exactly yeah, how you know. He, he's like for old school comedians saying, "Oh, Gallagher, the guy who yeah, smash watermelons." You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you know that these guys for certain things. So yes, he is the cake guy. Okay. He's a producer. Mm-hmm. He's not a DJ yeah. in my eyes. You yeah, know yeah, yeah, those yeah, guys yeah. aren't DJs. Like, not to say you have to be there and be. I'm I'm not that guy either. That's like you have to be supreme technical nerd and and wow me all the time right. do your job right. that's our job is to do your job yeah. exactly. no matter if it's me just playing a record or if I'm actually doing some stuff 
you know, technically, it doesn't really matter as long as the people are having a good time. Yeah. So whatever the, the party. Yeah. I mean, these guys are playing festival for for thousands and thousands of people who don't give a shit yeah, yeah. about the technical stuff at all. They're not there for that. They just want a party. They want the lights. They want the music. They want the bang. So no, I'm good. But so for him to stand behind the set and just you know sit and mix, it's boring, and I understand that. Yeah. That's why a lot of the, the technical guys aren't festival guys for that yeah. exact reason. Unless yeah. you're a hype guy or whatever, um, they need a show. So these guys, that's what they right. give them. Really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally get it. Yeah. That's what they give them. They give them a show. Excuse me. He jumps up on a stage, jumps up on a thing, and throws yeah. shit at people. Like they have to be different at some point. He mm-hmm. found this cake thing for some odd reason worked for him. So he does it, you know what I mean? Each guy kind of does different things. And sure, that's what the people sure. are. The people are not really there for the technical aspect. Not at all. No, and I, you can't blame. There's a time and place for everything. Yeah. There's a time and place for everything. If you want to see Qbert go fucking bananas on the turntables, you go to those rooms to see him. Yeah. If yeah. you're not into that shit, you're not going to see it. That's why the DMC competitions are are dying. Right. Right. Because right. the Red Bull shit came out, and everybody wants a show. Yeah. It's all about show now. So it's like guys pressing buttons and guys putting their hands up and yeah. running in front of the turntables. And that was never DMC shit. Yeah. What do you think about the gimmicky guys? Like, I don't want to say gimmicky, but like Dead Mouse, we wore the big helmets and these other guys. I don't understand. Like, like once again, is that's the show, right? Right. It's, it's a like, show. My my biggest problem with that is is them calling themselves DJs number one, mm. and guys like Dead Mouse who shit on DJs yeah. and say you know DJs ah who gives a shit fuck the DJ thing but you're making DJ money and you're going out and you're taking DJ jobs you may not think you're a DJ you're a producer because you're just pressing literally pressing a pre-record button and the whole mix plays yeah. and at festival just lights and you're just standing there turning knobs but you're a DJ you're, yeah. you're representing a DJ so now if he's never seen a DJ before, he goes to a festival, he sees Dead Mouse doing this shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh shit, Dead Mouse, Tiesto, these guys are the fucking best DJs. Yeah. <laughs> then if he came and watched Craze and, and Q-Bird and yeah. Shortcut and all these guys go bananas, he may not get it. He may be like, what the fuck uh, is this shit? Yeah. Why do you keep on scratching Yeah, it'd be like record. my wife watching, you know, Craze and shit. She'd be like, ah, fucking, like, play the song. Yeah. But she also understands the difference between the fakeness and the realness she's sure. kind of in the middle yeah. yeah you know what i mean she likes the music blended together properly she's more of the mixed stuff yeah she's not big into the the turntablism stuff but she also knows the hokey shit is not for her either exactly. so there, there's people in so many lanes that's why that term dj i mean we have these conversations all the time right the term dj is so loose right now yeah definitely super loose it's super loose it's just like rapper yeah you know yeah, what i mean like anybody can be a rapper now. anybody like yeah, Katy perry does a, a verse like she'll rapper. sing and then yeah. she'll do like eight bars of, of where it's like considered rapping so now she's a rapper yeah. so it's somebody that doesn't know who you know 21 savages or any any of these fucking melly mel for that matter anybody doesn't know who rap actual rappers are yeah sees this and be like oh well Katy perry can rap yeah okay cool well, taylor swift can rap okay cool yeah, this all so rap. that in their head is like rapper. So now mm-hmm. when you say rapper, the term just broadens and widens and it takes away from the art form. And on top sure. of that, they take it and they put it under the umbrella because they, you know, people use the wrong terms and call it hip hop. No, yeah. that's a whole other idea. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's no hip hop now, it's hip hop. It's yeah. popular music. It's hip-hop, there's hip-hop. rap. But I mean, it's always been like that but, from day one. Yeah, I mean, it's always been like that. Same with rock, man. Rock has its own little sub-genres within it, right? Which yeah. some things don't even fucking sound like rock, right? But If you were like a rock really fan changed. back in the days, 
and then you had you know he's competing with fucking young MCs and and Tone Lokes and these guys right. who are not at nearly as close as his level, but they're getting number one records. Yeah, and he's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it that it, it happens to it happens to everybody. It happens in every decade. Yeah, basically. you know what I mean. Like Slash might not might not be the best rock guitarist. Yeah, but everybody knows who the fuck he is yeah. because of what he looks like and who he right. was with. Yeah. So that they equate that to him being the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So I have some questions also here about from before you started DJing, right? You're from Montreal originally. Absolutely. MTL. Um I just came back from there actually. Nice. Um so <laughs> what year did you move to Toronto? Eighty-six. Eighty-six. Ooh. Were you, you DJing that year? Oh fuck. I huh? wasn't alive. <laughs> Mesa, I wasn't even alive. No, worry, I was. Like, I, was I, I wasn't even just a I was fourteen. Baby. I was fourteen. Yeah, I, I, I was. I was. I was running around in, in the schoolyard and shit like that. I was a grown ass man in the schoolyard, so don't look at me like that. But I was a little you in the schoolyard. I was, you know like, I was like, I was eleven. You I was seven. I was seven in '86. What were you? What, were you DJing at that time? No, not at all. Um, I came up here for like the start of grade ten, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. I had seen, I had like my cousin or my uncle, sorry, back in Montreal was a DJ. But, um, that your first, it wasn't necessarily my first, I guess in a sense it was, but not knowingly. Right. I just used to see it. And I used to, yeah, I used to be like, I used to love like just listening to records on turntables back when I was young. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like I have vivid memories of going to my mom's best friends, like my second mom's house and listening to records on i used to love going there just for the fact that she had the record player and i could listen to records and put the headphones on mm-hmm. um but out. actually being exposed to dj uh with my eyes was my first high school dance when i came to toronto because that time high school dances mm-hmm. were the shit mm-hmm. you're talking like eight nine hundred people yeah yeah like i can't relate them times yeah stories Oh, yeah, the, those the high school dances were the shit. Like yeah. it wasn't clubs for us. There, we were kids, right? So there were, it, the, but the high school dances were where everything happened. And the fr- I had been exposed to it in Montreal via uh, via radio and so- mix programs mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. used to record. But again, I didn't know what it was I was listening to. Sound Supreme show. N- uh, no, I was more like it was more of the dance stuff and uh, like okay. schooly stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sick FM and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they used to have mix shows. <laughs> they used to have mix shows like every Saturday night. Mm-hmm. But again, I would just listen to it, loving the music, and just I just loved how it was seamless. It would be like you know 30, 40 minutes before they went to commercial. There's music and it never stopped. Right. And I was like, this is fucking great to me. Yeah. The first time I was exposed to that sonically, so I was like, okay, I used to record them and listen to them and record them. Then when I came here and actually saw it, I was just locked. Like I was, I was that loser, the first one in the dance and the last one to leave, and I literally just stood. On the side of the stage, just kind of staring and being like, "Wow, mm. the shit was like, it was just crazy to me." And not still not knowing what the hell they were doing. Right. I was just, it was amazing to me that one person was in control of his music, playing for all these other people, and just making them have a blast. Yeah. You know what I mean? That to me was just amazing. That whole concept of of being control of, you know, just in control of everything. Yeah, yeah. I could play anything, whether you like it or not. You have no fucking choice. Yeah, no yeah. choice. Exactly. <laughs> I can take what you like and make it even better or you know what I mean I could do so much shit with it so that concept just totally amazed me and then I had some high school friends that were doing it at the time and then I was actually physically exposed to it whereas like my boy was like come on try this and then my mom had like this little wooden turntable and had a tape deck and he used to play 
my mom bought me this little mixer, this little $90 mixer, and I used to take the tape deck and play the mixers from Montreal. Okay. And have the wooden turntable and just kind of, I just learned how to kind of blend them together. Mm. I had no pitch control, nothing. I just used to do it with my finger, and that's how I, that's, that's how basically crazy. how I learned how to mix and all that stuff. That's... Yo, that's you know the thing For is the love of hip hop, yo. Hell yeah, and I just so love music. No way, love hip hop, so just music later, exactly. Yeah. For the love so, of music. So you weren't even listening to hip hop then. Again, not knowingly, mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't what you call a hip hop head. Right. I would just listen to everything, so it didn't really matter to me. Yeah, it's true. In the '80s, everybody listened to everything. Yo, listen to yeah, me, it's guys. just the way I grew up. It's Man. just the way I grew up. Like my yo. mom was big into Motown and, and that stuff. My dad was big into like. The British stuff, like the Beatles and all that stuff. So mm. I grew up listening to everything. Soft rock, yeah. But I never knew. I never ever, and I still don't to this day. I don't, I don't categorize music. Yeah. Music is just music to me. Even when I play, like I just kind of play music. Right. If it sounds good together, just play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's no reason why just because you're a hip hop head, exactly. you can't like something else. No, it's so true. It's you may so, in your mind so think you don't. Until you actually hear it, and then you so realize, you know what? Holy, yo, I never yeah. thought this would go with that. Boom, yeah. you know what? And yeah, I, so I, like I, growing I, up, totally and especially with the music, especially back then, it was like Maestro wasn't hip hop to me. Maestro wasn't rap to me. It was just music. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Sugar Hill Gang, first time mm. I heard rappers like I wasn't like, oh my god, this is the first hip hop. I did, I didn't know any different. We didn't yeah, have just, the terminology. Really. No, it was just music. But I think if you were born into that culture, like if you were in that from day one. Yeah. I don't think anybody in Canada really was because yeah. we were kind of introduced to it through New York. But yeah, pretty much. Maybe some people were, but if you were like, if that was your life and all, then I get it. Mm. But for me, it never was. Like, everything was just music to me from day one. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere that you got your name from the TV guy. It's true. That's how old I am. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the paper trail. Which wasn't my question, but. <laughs> How did that work, and what was your name? Is that your first DJ name? Yeah, I never had a DJ name. So we just used to... It was basically just like kind of messing around in, in my boy's house and stuff like that. And then, like I said, I would practice at home and that. I And my first gig was a high school gig. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just never... I think I did maybe one or two gigs, just friends letting me do it. And okay. then my one of my boys is like, you need a DJ name. And I was like, okay started with the cheesy you know marky g and all this crap and i was like fuck none of this sounds so corny so i was just <laughs> kind of looking i was looking through records i was looking through magazines and then i was like fuck this and i was just lying on the bed and flipping through the tv guide and it was in bold letters and it was like a kid's after school special and just said starting from scratch and i was like fuck mm, i like that shit it makes yeah. sense you know what i mean yeah. and then it just clicked and i was like okay cool I think the best after school special number came for that band. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, yo, fam. That's why you put the DJ in front. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to throw two names at you Chris Shepard mm-hmm. and Deadly Headley. What comes to mind? I actually, it's funny you said that. I just said that to somebody yesterday. Those exact two names. We were talking about Chris Shepard yesterday. Okay. Because a guy, uh, we were just talking in general about like inspiration and so forth. Those guys are two humongous insp- inspirations for me. Mm. Humongous. Um, and to Toronto in general. Okay. For the music scene and for DJs, uh-huh. those guys are instrumental in creating so many opportunities and introducing so much new music to people. And they played fucking everything. Mm. They played hip-hop, reggae, house. They played everything. And people, again, didn't, didn't realize it at the time because right. it was just music. Um, those guys are monsters, man. Those guys are just 
they're true legends. I used to listen to Deadly Headley religiously okay. on the radio every Saturday night. Yeah. And then Shepard too. And Shepard gave so many DJs opportunities, even though he he's jacked them. Because <laughs> they have to mix like behind curtains and fucking bend down and mix it while he was standing up there doing this thing. But Really? Eh? Yeah. Oh, wow. But, behind the scenes. Yeah. You're getting the lowdown. I'm sure I'll get like, text messages. Wow. Ghost DJ Ghostwriter. That's what it was. <coughs> Ghost scratching. But again, smart fucking businessman. Like, up. From yeah. day one. And the funny thing is, funny you said that, is I, so we, as we were talking yesterday, I looked him up on Wikipedia uh-huh. and it said he's Jamaican. Right. I never fucking knew that. I had no clue. I know the accent was fake because uh-huh. I knew I know him now over the years. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew he had Jamaican background, yeah, yeah. which well, is crazy. Shit. Most most people out here is yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> it blew my mind because it's he's the last person I would have thought that. But um, but yeah, he both those guys were were crazy. They always played the new shit, and they ha- they always knew how to balance the old stuff. Right. And they just they were always cutting edge. Like they would always play that shit nobody else would fuck with. You know, you had Dave's dance music on the radio on the Sundays who would play, like, the hits, basically, and, right. and, and some groovy shit that you may not have heard. But these guys were always cutting edge, and, and that's what I always loved and respected about them. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to... I'm gonna Let's keep this two-word, two, uh, two-name <laughs> thing going. Okay, so two more... Two songs. Uh-oh. Okay? It Takes Two. And Backbone uh-huh. Slide. And Backbone Slide. <laughs> it Takes Two is the first record I ever bought. Ah. As I'm sure it was probably a lot of guys from, from my time. Yeah. And um, funny thing about the Maestro thing is, I mean, that song was just amazing when it first came out. And I didn't know any of those guys at that time. Right. Now, we're obviously, we're all good friends. We've worked together for so long. But um, I remember vividly waiting in Saga at a place called Records on Wheels, which was on Dundas, for Maestro at an in-store... <laughs> He was signing the record. Mm. I still have the 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 Symphony in Effect T-shirt that he signed for me. Sick, I actually showed crazy. him. I showed him a few years ago, and he was hysterical. But um, I remember just waiting in line. Him and Farley were there. Me and Farley became great friends. Mm-hmm. He did Farley a lot for Flex. me too. Yeah, right. Farley Flex. Um, they're great guys too. But yeah, yeah, Farley's a good dude. They're all good guys. Um, yeah, I mean, it takes two to this day. Was a, that, that, every yo. time I hear it, I'm like. Number one, this song is a fucking amazingly produced song. Mm. Classic. It's like, yeah, this the production it's a timeless, of it at the, it's a at that time, song. and it's yeah, exactly. It's timeless it's still, because you, you can, can still hear it now. Today? I think Backbone's a little dated, yeah, because of the drums and stuff like that. Right. But I think it takes two is is a song that will not. And Fergie just used it. Mm. it. It'll. It's a song that will never die, and it still has the same power as it used to. I remember like being in dances when I was young and you hear right about now and everybody would just fucking lose their mind like Yeah. That's like part of one of my yeah. favorite songs of all time. I think it has to be. I think if you're you know a music lover and a hip hop lover, even though maybe some guys don't consider it hip hop like the purist or whatever. Right. Um but even I it is. I yeah, hundred percent. I think it's just I think it's it's amazing. Yeah. Yo, you could you could release that song today. Hundred yeah. percent. And the production of it is really like, fucking dope. Yeah, like for the time, about. for the time they were doing it. You weren't alive these times, sir. Yeah, but I might have heard it. Before. How old are you? It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two. It takes two. It it's takes two to make a thing go right. It's the wedding song. You'll know it because the fucking little, little Yachty did. Did. Little Yachty did a cover of it. There's like one song on Spotify that comes up in my playlist. It's a uh, uh, push me to the edge. That's all right, but uh-huh. I don't really be fucking with the law. It takes you. Yeah, yeah, that's super easy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it takes two wedding songs. 
Oh, 100%. That's big that runs on main man. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, you know the rhythm. Yeah. You know the rhythm. It's and I mean, that song did so much for, for everything. It, it opened the doors for everything, really. It made made rap cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sugar Hill Gang broke kind of the door open, but I think when It Takes Two came out, it just changed everybody's vision. It's like the whitest of the white people, the country people heard that shit and were like, okay, mm. I get it. It, was, it wasn't intimidating. Yeah, yeah. It was just fun. You could really get along the chorus, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was just, it's just one of, I think that's why it still resonates with people to this day. I mean, you play it and it's like instant running man. Mm. You see, you can see the age group right there. It's like instant running man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real close brethren, you'll see the kid in play routines come 100%. out. 100%. Huh, 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 huh. Yo, bro. Trust me. Oh, trust oh. me. So, give me um kid in play routines. Oh, what's up, Peter? I've okay. heard of him. Just a little bit. Didn't you? You went on tour with him. He did for years and years. He's close friends. You tour with him now. Yeah. Right? He goes on tour, right? I met Russell. He was dating. He was dating some girl I knew. knew for Russell, a while. Russell, she was fine as hell. <laughs> as well. Shout out to Russell, man. Keep him as personal. Personal. No, this was years ago. Years ago. Personal. How did you meet Russell? And I know he was a DJ. No, he is. He's a sick DJ. I know, and especially he did a. Uh, opening, I think. Mm-hmm. Were, uh, I think it's a Netflix special or whatever. And he's he's cutting it. Or I don't know if it's a Netflix one, but he's cutting it down too. Like yo, watch. I know how to no, do this. Is the Netflix one. Yeah, he's he's dope. Now one like, thing he knows. Know. He knows. He's not no fake. How no ghost you? scratching <laughs> with him. You know what I'm saying? How did you meet him? And was he a better DJ than you back then? Because he's not a better DJ than you now. No. But back then. No. Um, <laughs> no, no. I met him just through high school channels. Like we just, um, I met him. I used to. I was living in Saga when I first came up here. I we, he'll remember because he's like an elephant with that shit. Mm. He doesn't forget anything. But I don't remember who introduces or whatever. But just through those channels, we would see each other, and then we got introduced. And then he used to come to my house, and then we just play music in the basement. Mm-hmm. And then he would borrow some records, and I would go to his house. It was just like that, and it was we just had a love for music, and we just were real tight. Yeah. And then we were really close, close, close. And then we kind of separated for a few years. He went and did his comedy thing. Mm-hmm. I stick with my DJ stuff. And then yeah, we just—I mean, we kind of lost touch for a while, but we stayed in touch. But lost touch, you know how it goes already. Right, right. And then because um, both—I mean—to make it to where he did it, to make it where I did, it had to be ultimate dedication, right? So it's like everything else stopped. So he stopped his DJing stuff. And I just continued with mine, and then around maybe the year 2000, or a little later than that, he called me back, and he's like, uh, okay, it's time. I want to take you on tour. Right. And I was like, okay, cool, let's go. And it was just that. And yeah. then at first, it was just me and him, and then it became me and Spinbad. Okay. And now Spinbad does most uh, more of the shows, mm-hmm. and then when on the bigger shows, we do them together again. Nice, nice. And... and where does the director X or little X connection come into that <laughs> that whole X, trio that you guys? Yeah, X. I mean, I've known X literally since we both started. Okay. Um, well, back when he was just doing his his graphics and his poetry and all that stuff and, mm-hmm. and writing and stuff. Uh, it used to be me, him, uh, Carrie, who goes by Ramel. Okay. Um, I know Ramel. Yeah, Mathis. There's a whole bunch of us. We used to and um, Dietrich who goes by Dietrich, DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we all used to like congregate. I think it was DJ, I think it was Dietrich's house in Saga. Okay. All the time. We were there all day, all night, just playing music, production. So that's basically the lab. It was. Mm-hmm. And everybody was kind of doing their thing. We would all connect and just make music and do some shit. And I went on for a couple of years and I have, 
actually uh, this jean jacket thing that that ex did for me way back in those times and i still have that too um when he was he's he's like he's just a fucking all-around genius in general he's crazy with it but yeah so we started with all that and then every again it was the same kind of thing everybody just kind of broke off and started doing their things and then we would we connect at different times and so forth but i just actually saw x last week when we were in new york for we day so he came by our party um, but yeah, there. I mean, it's amazing to see where we all literally started from and where everybody's kind of got to at this point. It's it's incredible. Nice, it's really nice. incredible. And it, it's, I'm glad you mentioned We Day. I'm gonna jump forward and then come back a little bit because We Day. Excuse me. How did you get in connection with that whole We Day event? You just give, give us a little bit of brief um, of what that is. Well, I mean, yeah. We Day is. It, it's. I would get asked this, and I always I gotta fucking. It's it, I, I can practice this shit. It's a movement that these two brothers started. Yeah, Craig, Mark, and Craig Kielberg. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they were young too when they started yeah. it, like twelve. Twelve, yeah, like really young, and they just want to give back to kids their own age or something like yeah. that. Just make mm. it accessible for them. And like, yo, this is what now, probably 20, 22 or something like that. Now those guys, yeah, they're they're, they're older than that. Yeah, yeah, well, no, whatever. But they've put a lot of work. I yeah. mean, like this thing is growing. We day is a monster, yeah, it's a, and it's, it's international. It's, it's crazy. In England, big. It's, it's in, stupid big. Like, yeah. Yeah. this year. I was on their oh, website. Yo, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy big. And to think that it was two young boys that started this with just like a dream. Yo, it's it's amazing. So they run it through the school systems, and then each school will get well, not each school, but a lot of the schools for people doing like exemplary things. It's just like you know. You see some of these kids that are, you know, developing robotics and we've seen like it's just amazing what some of these kids are doing nowadays. Mm. And so they get people from all these schools who run these programs and then they bring them all together. Um, you know, we're doing 18,000 people in arenas. Yeah, it's crazy. I've seen that. Yo, uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. And then we have a night one for, for the families. But yeah, it's incredible. And um, I've, I was doing just a Toronto one for years. They would just bring me in to do the ACC one. Mm-hmm. And then Cardi has always been an ambassador for Weedy for, for, for a long time, too. Right. So he's been on kind of all of them. And now we have our DJ crew together. So... Uh, about two years ago to last year we just became the official host and music for every we day so every we day that goes on it's us going around and doing it which has been absolutely incredible because i mean i'm 45 this year and i'm seeing these you know 10 year olds and 15 year olds like putting me to shame i'm like this these people at these the way these some of these kids think and what they do and what they've been through and to overcome things they've overcome is absolutely incredible and it's i mean even if you don't have kids or if you don't you know, um, yeah, if you don't have kids or if you're not in, in school at that time, as an adult, when they have these family things, like, I would encourage everyone to just come out and check it once just to see what it's all about. Yeah. And it changes your life. Like, I've never been I've never been able to go on any of the excursions, like the Kenya and so forth. Cardi mm-hmm. goes a lot. But I'm hoping to soon. But what they do is, I mean, they're building homes, they're building schools, they're, you That's know, they're feeding, clothing people. Like, yeah. it's just... And it's yeah, across the world. It's, yo, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's insane. It's a, it's a righteous movement. Yeah, on the website that I was... I was yeah, like, it's a righteous yeah. movement. Just all the different places that they were showing, the places are rammed. Yeah. And like, you're seeing Chance the Rapper, you're seeing oh, yeah. everybody. Yo, they got big everybody does it for... for I mean, nobody's getting paid. Everybody does it for the purpose. You know what I mean? So it's like... It, it's it's amazing. I, it's one of the things I really love doing and I, I, I'm grateful that I got that opportunity. It's a yeah. juggernaut. It's huge, That's awesome. bro. It's no. a big... Big, 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 big movement. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Straight up, it's a big movement. 
And now I want to get into. Okay, I'm going to skip this one thing because we're getting a little bit more into a whole global aspect of, of the different things that you started doing in the bigger aspects, right? So I heard that you were at a party one day, like a small party, or I was watching an interview where you were talking about it, and all of a sudden you're, you're playing, and an usher comes up to you. Oh, yeah, that was at a wedding. At a wedding. Yeah. Right? And he's like, hey. <laughs> on King Street. <laughs> so you guys go on tour. How the fuck was that, dude? <laughs> like you're doing stadiums with people going nuts. It, it, yes and no. Okay. So the way it happened was I was doing a small wedding for somebody you mentioned, but I'm not going to talk about it because I don't know if they want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was doing a small wedding and he was there. There was literally like, the room was no bigger than this, maybe just a little bigger than this. Wow. So there's like under 100 people there and they were bigging me up to him from before. They're like, you need to hear this fucking guy. You need to hear this guy. Mm. So he was playing and, you know, I was mixing and I'd make sure I'd play some of his shit. Yeah, and for sure. I'd play it and mix it, remix it and then yeah. I saw him kind of do this. So I'm going to look at me a few times. And he danced. Like, he danced the whole night from, like, 10 to 2. He, and he was, like, sweating. He was partying. And then I turned around at the end, and he was standing, like, beside me. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, what, are you, what are you doing in November? And I was mm. like, you tell me. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm going to That's get. the perfect answer. Yeah, I, I, and that's not like me to say that. Yeah. But I, it's just something I said. I was like, you tell me. And that's then the he's like, okay, answer. I'm going to hit you up. And a couple of weeks went by. You know how it goes already. I'm like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Back. And then his mom hit me up because his mom was managing me at that time. And then we went wow. through the, the figures and all that. Everything worked out. And then they originally hired me to just open the show. Basically do what I did at the wedding. Right. Play before he comes on. And then he would go on and do his show. Yeah. So that was the ladies' only tour that he was planning. It was like a two and a half to three month tour. Okay. But did keep in mind, this is at the time before DJ Got Us Falling in Love came out. So this was, this was in his time okay. where yeah, 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 yeah. He was still big, but he wasn't arena big anymore. Mm-hmm. And he definitely wasn't DJ Got Us Falling in Love big. Like right. he skyrocketed after that. Yeah. And then, and back into the TV and all that. So this was at a time he was kind of. Like, people cared people didn't care right. he was plateauing he, was, eh, he had plateaued from his R&B stuff so he yeah. was really in that cross section okay. now where he was trying okay. to reinvent himself uh, so this is pre yeah yeah so I think mm. it worked out good for me because I think had he been that arena guy at that time it would have never happened because mm-hmm. he already would have had everything in place or he wouldn't have had a need for me at that time right so he wanted to just do this ladies only tour which was really like an, kind of an I and I you get to see Usher in you know a 2,000 person room mm-hmm. right. that was the appeal of the thing it wasn't arenas it was more smaller th- like Cool House at the time we did when we came here so it was like Cool House smaller theaters and Canada was the only date or Toronto was the only Canada date and then we went around the US mm-hmm. um, so he brought me to North flew me out to North Carolina for auditions or yeah. not auditions um, rehearsals that's okay. what I'm looking for so first day of rehearsals, he comes back to me and he's like, okay, I changed my mind. I want you in the show. Mm. So it's like, okay, what does that mean? He's like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make you, I'm going to give you some things to do during the show. And he's like, okay, we're going to make that work. I was like, okay, cool. So we were talking again. I was showing him some music that I had that wasn't out yet. And he's like, oh shit, how did you guys get all this? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we were having fun with that. And he's like, okay. He's like, do you talk on the mic? And I was like, no. Mm. He's like, well, you're going to. And I was like, 
but I don't really do that. Yeah. And he's like, well, you have to. And huh. I was, in my mind, I was like, fuck's sakes, what am I going to do? I was like, okay. Now what, and so I was like, what do you want me to do? Right. So it just kept changing. Every time I would do something, it would just get more and more and more and more. So in a 90-minute in a show, I opened the show with like this interlude thing that I had done. And then I played with the band, like just doing scratches and so forth. And then I had my own so I was the only guy with a solo in the whole show. Mm. I had like a 90-second to two-minute solo where I just had to hype the crowd. Mm -hmm. And then I had, a, uh, me and Usher had a solo break for 15 minutes. So it was nice. just me and Usher where I was playing tracks that the band wasn't playing. We'd go through more of his like eclectic hits and I'd play them. He'd sing along. It, we had a call and answer. And then I opened the encore. Okay. Wow. So it's like I was well, doing all the it. whole show. Yeah, I was on I was on stage for the whole show. That's crazy. And then I had all these breaks and stuff. Right. And I had never done that before. But the only thing I had done, I had toured with Keisha Shante before that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But again, it was just I was just part of the band. I would just play, you know, scratch along with the music and occasionally yeah. be like, "Oh, what's up?" and get them hype and whatever. But it's right. the mic work has never been my thing. Yeah, I have to be like hammered to do that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the Usher thing really. It got to the point where Toronto, I think Toronto was our second or third show, and it was X and Taj that were doing all the stuff with Usher at that okay, time. And yeah. That when Usher made that movie and all that stuff, he made that little the fifteen minute movie or twenty minute movie he had done after Oh, yeah. So they were all real tight. Mm. So when we did the Toronto show, you know, Taj came up to me and he's like, "How are you liking it?" And I was like, "I don't think I could do this anymore." Right. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" It's like it was so much pressure on me because I had never done that. And being forced to talk on the mic and it was just i was so uncomfortable and i was so out of my element and then at the toronto show basically usher said to me he like called me in the back and he asked me straight he's like what's up what's going on he's like i know you're not having fun and i was like i'm not having fun and i don't know if i could do this anymore he's like well i'm gonna tell you this straight if you don't do it someone else is gonna do it so do you want someone else to do it yeah and in my mind i was like no, I don't want someone. I'm. Who knows when this opportunity is going to come again? And yeah. it hasn't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For me, anyways. Like, yeah. So I was like, I have to do this. So I sat back and you know I would I would actually drink before the show and stuff. I had to like I had to just shake those cobwebs because yeah, everything happens so fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you're dealing with guys on that level, and all like the band guys are guys that have played with everybody. Yeah. It's an assembled band. So it's like all these guys are top notch. Yeah. And I, I can't be that struggling guy. They, and they're all American. Mm -hmm. I'm the only Canadian. Yeah. I'm the only white guy. Oh, you know what boy. I mean? So it's like everything was against me. And I was like, I have to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and it, it, it was rough at the start. It got better. And then at the end, it was, it was great. You know, I was comfortable. I was on the mic. I was hyping the crowd. Mm. Everything was great. And then i just actually went to usher after the last show and i just i just shook his hand i said thank you and he's like thank you for what and i was like you changed me like it really changed me like you made me a better dj and a stronger person because right. it just you totally took me out of my element even in the last show i think i still have it recorded we did our break and then i was like yo 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 i said usher just give me one second and he looks at me like what the fuck are you doing mm. i said like, give me one second i said and i just kind of laid it out on the mic to, to the crowd. I think we were, we were in Philly or Chicago or something. And I was like, I just want to take this moment to really thank Usher who took this, 
you know, kid from Canada who who you guys have never heard of before and stuck him in the forefront on your tour right. and do that. And that's the kind of guy he is. And I was just like, I just want to say thank you. And they mm. went crazy. And da, 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 da. Wow. But it's like, I just had to, right. had to show my respect somehow. Yeah. Just not behind the scenes. I wanted to, you know, because a lot of times we see celebrities, like you hear all this shit about Usher now. You know what I mean? And yeah, the yeah, we covered, we covered yeah. It. but I mean, people don't get to deal with a lot of these people the way I've been like one on able one. to deal with these yeah. people. You know what I mean? Like he could have easily been like, you know what? You fucked up this time. Get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and that's how most of those guys are. It's yeah. like no tolerance. Like you, if you're a dancer and you trip and fall, if I fucking see that shit again, you're gone. They yeah. don't have time for this shit. No. Yeah. Like you watch Michael Jackson's "This Is It" thing when he's the rehearsals and it's, it's fucking bananas. Yeah, it's like boot camp. It's like if you're not ready, if the tour bus is downstairs and you're not on it, they told me that shit with Russell like a long that has nothing to do with Russell, but um, like Russell's security guys would, would tell me like if you're not here before he gets in the bus, there's gonna be trouble. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, we're all friends. It doesn't matter. When the, when that main person gets in the car, it's go time. Yeah. If you're not there, you get left. Yeah. So it's like, I'm glad I had those experiences before because it, it taught me all these things. It's like, yeah. don't fuck around. Like Straight up. Because, I mean, I'm a DJ. I'm a, I've always been, you know, by myself. Mm. I'm a loose cannon. So it's like, we live on our own schedule. Yeah. You tell me I've, I've got to be at the club. Okay, what time I'm playing? 12 o'clock? Okay, I'll get there. I can get there whenever I want. Right. As long as I know when I have to be there and what I have to do. Yeah. But to be in those situations, like it's very formatic. I'm not used to doing the same show every night. Mm -hmm. I'm not used to playing the same set every night. You know what I mean? Like with Russell, we don't. We play whatever the hell we want. Right. Like, feel you go the floor. Whatever we want. Yeah. We play the weirdest shit in the world. <laughs> um, with this Usher thing, like everything about it was stuff I had never done before. Mm. And on such a platform where I was like... It got like the first route I was getting not like throwing up, but I would feel sick. Like I would, I would Anxiety. be down. It's like I didn't do a good job. I got to do better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like you're trying to take in all this new information and try to still incorporate your flavor. And the problem I was having also was like, you know, Usher was like, okay, I need something to open the encore with. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I would be coming up with stuff, which to me was dope. Mm -hmm. But he's like, nah, they're not gonna understand it. Or not, nah, a crowd's not gonna get it, or you, you know what I mean. So he was telling me, and in my mind, I'm like, how can you fucking tell me how to do my job? Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah, telling yeah. you what notes to hit. Exactly. So it took me those things. It was actually like the drummer, this guy Aaron, who kind of pulled me aside, and he's like, listen, <laughs> just figure out a way to do what you do, but to do what we're doing. Because yeah. I wasn't necessarily playing with the band. I was playing, kind of. I was just kind of in a sense, because it, it was nothing I've been used to. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like the drummer team. stays in the pocket. The guitarist knows his role. I have to know my role. You gotta find your role. You gotta find your Pick spot. Pick those spots exactly. where you know you fit in and fit in, yeah. and then leave it alone. So like all that stuff was new to me. So I was like, it was a, a, an amazing a learning experience, and it did like it, you know, it made me comfortable on the mic. Where now I really don't give a shit. Right. And it made me just. It took away that fear because I'm also not a public person. I'm, I'm. I don't like lights on me. Mm. Like I don't like. I don't like all eyes on me. I don't like being, I don't like being introduced on the mic, but people stop the music and and then say, yo, stop, and then start it with scratches. I hate that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, just let me come on and do my set. Let me ease in the way I need You're to ease a DJ, in. DJ, man. It's I know, a low key but, guy. That's how like, DJs are. Yeah, right. Who says that? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it's a mix. Because the thing is, the DJ is still behind the scenes in a sense. Yeah, but there's a, it depends what you're in it for. There's a lot of guys that love 
this. Mm, they yeah. love all eyes. I mean, there's no, again, there's nothing wrong with it. If you yeah. can do that and rock, go and rock. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Jeff's a quiet guy. Jazzy Jeff's super quiet. Mm-hmm. Kid Capri's a showboat. True. Oh my god. They're both dope in what they do. Yeah. Different angles, different approaches. No, Capri's right. a fucking animal on the mic, but less skilled on the turntables. Yeah. Jeff yeah. doesn't talk on the mic, well, he'll but he'll fuck fucking yeah. murder. Yeah. yeah but Capri's no. hype. You know, mm-hmm. Jeff's just. Jeff's not. Jeff doesn't create that hype like, ah, where Capri forces you to because of his voice is yeah, so powerful. Like he he brings you into that shit. Yeah, you know like what I mean. MCing more than he's DJing. Hundred percent. I mean, he's skilled. He's mastered playing as good as he needs to to yeah, he found accent his, his voice. He found his lane. His voice is a, is is like a third hand to him. Yeah, he's got his two hands here, and his voice is that other hand, like just drilling it into you. Like he could literally play nothing. And fuck the place up, literally. It's true. He could it's just true. do that. He could stop. He's just hype. Like he's he's yeah. an animal, but he's mastered the stop and drop. Like he's mastered stopping the music, talking, making that a part of the song, and dropping the next song. Like mm. he, he's mastered it. Yeah. Where yeah. guys like Jeff and I don't really do that because we we're used to not being on the mic. Mm. So I think I need to fill every void here. So when I play and guys like Jeff play or the quieter guys play, we kind of fill everything so there's no dead air. Yeah. So we don't need an MC technically. Yeah. And obviously if you get it and it adds hype, great. Yeah. But I've always played not thinking of an MC. I've always played just my records need to do the talking. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I feel like the record's not strong enough, I need to bring something else yeah, in the hype, selection. put up bang, 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 bang. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's always that mentality. It's a different mentality. Where a guy like Capri or... Like energy, like fun flex. like you say, fun flex. But even like Montreal, so like, quite sane is like that. Yes, he's very Capri-ish, but he's got skills mm-hmm. again. But he uses his voice as a tool, so he doesn't need to necessarily tremendously focus on the skills on the mixing part of it anymore. Because right. he can, he's hype at what he does. He's great at what he does. So he's I used, I used to call him that all the time. Like he's Canada's kid Capri, basically. Yeah. Because he can rock. He knows how to play it, and he knows how to use his voice as another record, which yeah. is amazing. You yeah. Know what I mean? So there's different guys that do different things. Yeah. Um. Now, with all these different people, like you've worked with Kanye, John Legend, Russell Peters, George Lopez, right? What's your most memorable moment out of all of those different? moments i don't really have one um i mean the usher stands out to me just because of kind of of who he who he was who he is i shouldn't say who he was who who he is and what it did for me that stands out but i mean there's so many memorable it would be hard for me to pick out like my most memorable being from back in the spectrum days spectrum when we you know the first time shout out all the spectrum yeah when we did like you know naughty by nature leaders in new school all these guys and you know, the whole building was like literally rocking like side to side Yo. when I played Slam. You know what I mean? It's like there's so many. The vibration where you feel like, I, yeah, I know those. I it's crazy. Parties like that where you feel like the whole building is literally just rocking yeah. and shaking. And then everything, like the floor is sweaty and it's just like, it's like. There was such an energy Yo, like back the, then. Yeah, it's the, it was the energy. Like I remember, just, and yeah, I'm sure if you talk to guys like Mastermind and X and those guys, they'll have the same stories. Like. When you know hip hop junkies first came out and mm. used to drop that shit in the party and pop pop before mm-hmm. the beat even came in, like the cr- people would just lose their mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was a whole different energy. So it's h- kind of hard for me to pick out, you know, the biggest 
of my of of my career but i definitely say like there there are definitely a lot of key moments that that still play into factor for what i'm doing today nice nice nice. do you still like so get down at home say on a sunday or whatever just like just to train yourself no because i've never the thing with me is i've never been a turntablist so i've never been into the tricks I never do. I'm not a beat juggler. I never do. Those are the guys that I'm. Keep in mind, I'm also playing on the radio every day. Yes. So I do practice every day. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I again, if practice is me making my podcast, then yes, then I practice. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm always playing music. Yeah. In the daytime, like I'm always playing music of some sort, but practicing, I. No, I wouldn't say I'm practicing. I'm just. I guess, yeah, I'm just kind of playing music and just getting, I'm trying to do enough things where I can still be at least challenging myself. Right. But turntablism has never really been a thing for me. As much as I wish I could, I made that conscious decision in high school because I was like, again, when you're DJing, you got to choose your route. If you go that route, you have to stick with that route because those guys have to sit and practice the same six-minute routine months and months and months and months mm-hmm, and again mm-hmm. i even in like with anything i don't like repetitiveness like that so i can't i've never been able to train myself that way i don't pre-plan my sets i don't even with radio and stuff i don't pre-plan my stuff okay. i just I, that's not the way i think wow. so i could never do that because i'd go into every dj competition wanting to do something different okay so even in high school it's like when i would enter dj competitions I'd be more mixing. I could always scratch. So I would incorporate the scratching, but I would, it, for me, it was always the creative mixing. And I used to win competitions by doing that. Mm. Okay. So I would take like the weirdest shit and just mix it with the weirdest shit and make it sound good and incorporate the scratching. So people just, it was different for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was different for me. Because again, it all come, stems from me being self-taught and not understanding the difference. I never was exposed to like the turntablism stuff back then because none of my friends were doing it right Mm -hmm. so for me it was just everything i've always approached has just been just the way i know it i don't know any difference so why am i you know and i was already at the by the time i was exposed to turn as cool as i thought it was i was like there's definitely no money in that shit and that (laughs) shit i can't be doing for 20 years yeah for sure so i just i'm i actually enjoy making people dance i like yeah because well think of it like this you had Usher dancing all night. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you said the man was dancing from 10 to 2, sweating. Mm-hmm. And not any average DJ is going to have Usher on the dance floor. I don't, mm-hmm. Even though it's a wedding, whatever. But like you said, he was there dancing all night, sweating, getting down. Yeah. To yeah. the point where the man brought you on tour. Yeah. So that just had to show you the level of your everything you do is on a certain he level. He's enjoying himself exactly. where he can see everybody else can do exactly. the same thing and feel the same way exactly. he was. Yeah, I've always, I mean, to me, I've always prided myself on, on on my mixing abilities. Like, that was always my focus. I just used to sit and mix records for six, seven hours every night after school. Mm. I would just sit in my room and just mix and learn how to mix because that, to me, was the appealing part of everything. Right. That, to me, was what made it all, that's what me is what made me want to do it. It made it worthwhile to me. It's like I can take Prince and I can take, you know, and Method Man and I can mix them together. Yeah. That's amazing to me. It is. You know what I mean? I And so I always prided myself on just being, I, I never wanted to be the best. I never thought I'd be doing this 25 years later. Right, right. That was never anything to me. You know, people used to say, oh, you're the number one club DJ, so then they used to put it on flyers. Right. 
then it became this and the taglines and I it's never been me that put it that put that stuff on it I don't I'm, I'm not into that stuff yeah. I never was aiming I never came out the box man. I'm gonna be the number one yeah, no, your Toronto. profile is is, 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 a, is a small profile your name is big don't get me wrong like mm. the work you've done the people you've worked with especially in Toronto you're like you're, you're a big 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 name in the city but yourself as a person like I can see what you're talking about. Like, you're not out there for, like, oh, look, nah, look at me, look I, at me. Yeah, I don't take because selfies. I don't exactly. like... 20 years yeah. in a business, you wouldn't really think, like, unless you... If you didn't work from Toronto, you know, you wouldn't really know. Like, I can't say you really know, but you just have that way about you where you can just tell. It's like you're not, like, let's say you're not flashy, but you're not trying to be, like, bossy, bossy. Like, yeah, I'm no. DJ starting from scratch. You know what I mean? Like you said. Yeah, you, I don't you wear shirts with my name on it. Exactly. You let your you let your mixing and your work speak yeah. for itself. And, but, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. And I mean, I do laugh that. when I see DJs playing and they have their name on their shirt and their hat. It doesn't yeah, really yeah, laugh, yeah. Don DeMarco, DeMarco, DeMarco. <laughs> I mean, again, it's all, to me, to each their own, and the bottom bottom line is do what you do. Yeah. As long as you do a good job, even when it comes to technology and so forth, um, whether you're using CD players or a controller or whatever, if you can fucking rock, you can rock. Yeah. If a guy can rock on CD players, do your shit, man. As long as it's you doing it, and I see you doing it, I'm happy with it. Like, yeah. make the people have a good time. Challenge yeah. the people. Make them have fun. You know what I mean? Like. I think all, all the way I started out and the way I approached it led me to being on the radio for so long mm-hmm. and led me to doing all these things for so long because sonically I've always not the I want to be the best out there I just want to be the best to me so I I'm a very sonic person like I'm a super nerd with sonics right everything has to like take be taken out at the right time like I'm super anal with that stuff pause yeah. but pause super pause but um <laughs> So that's what led to me having a great career on radio now is that I trained myself all those years up to doing it without knowing what I was doing subconsciously training myself for, for radio, really, ideally. Right. Being the smoothest on the radio, you know what I mean? So all the, the way I started out kind of just bred me for radio, really. Makes sense. Nice, nice, nice. Now, Global Spin, because you were mentioning awards. Global Spin Award 2014. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have no clue. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know I was nominated because it was the first one. So I didn't even know I was nominated at the time. Mm. And then I wasn't able to go because my daughter had just been born. Mm. And then, but they were emailing me and telling me, I think you need to be here. You should come. And I was like, I can't. And they were like, okay. And then my friend hit me up from New York with a picture of the award and said, you won. I'm sitting in bed watching TV with my wife. I'm like, I won. I won a fucking global award for international. Um, Yes. But yeah, it was pretty. Golf clap. Yeah, golf clap. I know. No. Okay, so the last couple of things, because I know you, you know, we're we're at you, what, almost an hour now. Shit. It's all good. We're doing our thing. It's a good show. Celebrity Marauders. Yes. The DJ Collective. So tell me about that, because that's like the squad. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. It's a heavy squad. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about the DJ, the the celebrity marauders. So yeah, the way that came about was last year. Or was it last year? Maybe a year and a half ago. Cardi hit me up. I mean, I've known Cardi since day one, since we were young, young, young. Right. Celebrity face. Yeah. Since I think ninety, we've known each other. Okay. We've known each other a long time. Um. That's and he's an amazing, amazing guy. 
artist in the city. And he's always people don't know that about him too, but he's always been a DJ. But same thing, he was. Yeah, you. It's true because he's like, like he's like a hype up DJ, right? Like, like a no, hype. yeah, he's always. I mean, he's always played music. He's always been a DJ. But like his voice is like his thing, like you know. Yeah, like, but I mean, he's he's always also been with all of us from day one, so he knows. Yeah, what's yeah. up? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but he had never obviously he was in his artist mode, so he never took the DJ thing seriously. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like you, you'd see him like you like in some videos you'd see him behind the mic, but he's like on the DJ turntable, whatever one of the videos I think. But he's not really he's like like yeah. selecting the dance, like he's yeah, not really yeah, yeah. playing the. No, hundred percent, because he was always focusing on his on his yeah. artistry. And then he hit me up and he's like, "Listen, I want to do this thing. I want there's gonna be four of us, and basically I want to put together a DJ crew mm. and." We go out and do stuff. We're gonna do albums and all this stuff. Okay. And it's myself, Cardinal, Cypher Sounds from New York, mm-hmm. who's a monster. Yeah. And Dreddy, uh, who's from the UK, who's also a monster. But I had never heard of Dreddy. I didn't even know who he was. And Cardi's right. like, trust me, because I'm the DJ guy. I'm like super nerd. I'm like, listen, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. But I'm not going out there to be a Vegas showboat, and I'm not going out there to sit and clap and watch other people do bullshit. You right. Know what I mean, yeah. I've known Cypher for years. And he's a dope DJ. And Cardi was just kind of getting into it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dreddy's a producer from the UK, but he's working you know, with he's tight with Dr. Dre and he's tight okay. with Busta. Okay. So he's been he does all that stuff along with a bunch of UK guys. So he's a monster in his own right. Um, and yeah, it's basically we got together, did a few parties, and we all just clicked. Like we've all me, Cypher, and Cardi have known each other forever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, with Dreddy, but Dreddy's exactly like us. So it just, everything clicked. That's why when Cardi said, trust me, I was like, okay, I'll trust you. Yeah. And then, um, again, it's, it's, it's hard to get everybody together because Cypher's doing TV shows and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And he was on One Epstein for the longest time, too. But yeah, that was his podcast. And, yeah. I mean, he's tight with Jay, Jay-Z, and he's doing all the title stuff. This is true. So he does a, he does a ton of stuff. And Cardi's his own yeah. animal. Dreddy's in the studio all the time. So it's hard to get us all together. We Day brings us together a lot, mm-hmm. thankfully. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, we do, we're do. just doing a lot of events. A lot of them are We Day affiliated. Like, we'll do the We Day. And then at night, we'll hold our own private parties. Right. So all the celebrities will come, and it's really fun. And then, yeah, we do our signature events throughout the year and now we're just like we just played in new york for cypher's comedy show last week okay and we're just trying to you know get out there and our main focus is just fun like yeah. we're tired we're all tired of the bullshit mm. we're all older so i have a good time rock yeah we're all older we're all married we all know the difference we're not doing it for for pussy we're not doing it for this yeah we're just doing it to have fun at this point you know yeah I mean? yeah so it's like that's always been our main focus we all have that personality we're all friends we're all you know assholes we're all fun we're all funny so it's like we 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 give that back to the audience and it's been working amazing you know what i mean and cardi's progression as a dj has increased like so much he went and bought 12s he went and bought the new mixer like Mm. he's serious about it now you know what i mean so and it's great and it just from i see his passion for it it kind of gave me new passion for it again too yeah so and it's good because we all we're all different we all offer different elements to the group it's not like we're all the same i'm like the drummer you know i'm the i'm the straight music guy yeah you know mccarty's a wild man cypher's the funny guy and the host and drake's an amazing host and he's wicked with the reggae so it's like everybody has their role yeah and we don't again we don't go into this saying you're gonna do this you're gonna do we just go out there and be like 
Whoever wants to play, play. Whoever wants to have fun, let's just make sure they have a good time. Yeah. And we're good. So it's it's amazing. You guys are not competing with each other. You're just we're not competing with each other. And I mean, because we all do what we do, there is there's songs being done now, and like there's production being done, and there's an album coming out. And like nice, there's a lot nice. of things happening with it. So nice. It's gonna nice. be a good little movement, a side movement for us too. Nice, nice. One thing that just pops to my head, like, what's your favorite place that you've ever played? Like, place country-wise? Or Here. Toronto, Toronto, always. Yeah. Just yeah. because of, of the parties I experienced and created and all that stuff, especially in the 90s when it was a totally different scene. Um, yeah, uh, and the other place I loved playing was Australia. Nice. There's just the vibe. The vibe was exactly like Toronto minus the attitude. Okay. <laughs> so it's like Very everybody just came face. there to have fun and mm. as soon as they come in they're dancing it was just like the way parties used to be yeah. you know I mean? everybody was there guys were actually dancing with girls nobody was popping bottles it was just they just sweating and dancing and having fun and they didn't really give a shit what we played like the when energy. we went out there with Russell we had the best after parties and we all loved it just cause it was just amazing we yeah. would just go and literally play the shit we loved they may not have known it I mix it in with the shit they know, but they just went crazy. They, they had a blast. It, and yeah. it all goes back to like, if they see us having fun, it naturally gives off that feel of, oh, I got to have fun too. These yeah. guys are having fun. It's like if you give an interview and you're like, so uh, tell me about your day. Then that guy <laughs> answering is going to be like, well, uh, yeah, my sure. day. But if you come at me with vibes, I'll give you back vibes. Yeah, it's going to be like Bueller. So, yeah, Bueller. exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it, it, it all feeds off each other and it's just, it's incredible. Tell me a fucked up Yankee story. Yankee story? Yeah. He wants dirt, man. He wants like a fucking... Not necessarily dirt, dirt, just like... What do you mean Yankee? Okay, you know how we as Canadians use the term Yankee. We don't mean just New York. U.S.? Okay. We're just U.S. in total. So, out of all the different places, or just a world story, we need to change the term to Yan- from Yankee story to a fucked up world story or some <laughs> shit. Like you were in some corner of the world and you were like, holy shit, it doesn't even have to be celebrity related. You're like a fan or somebody just did something where you were like... Oh, that's what they do over here. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm gonna go over in the bus. Oh, yeah, so maybe, maybe we'll come back to that one after. I gotta think about that a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. mean, to be honest with the US, I don't play out there that much. So um, I've only been out there with Russell and a few times in New York by myself. And then with like George Lopez, I did a lot of US shows and, mm-hmm. and Usher. But again, that's different. It's not the party stuff, it's, it's show stuff, right? Yeah. So it's totally different. Yeah. So, okay, um, what else do I have here? What else do I have here? What else do we have? Um, Lindo P. Yes, I've heard Lindo of him. Lindo P. You've heard of Lindo P. I think I've heard of him. Of Lindo P. You've heard of him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Give me Lindo, Lindo P's significance to the whole fabric of starting from scratch. He's my favorite frustration. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've known Lindo. That is an episode title. Yeah, my favorite frustration. Yeah, he is. Hell yeah. Um, I've known Lindo literally when I say Spectrum. We, that's where I first met Lindo and that's where we started. He used to, he wasn't even DJing. Well, he was DJing on the term DJ when the, on the mic or he's a reggae. Yeah. So he was the MC for the reggae crew. It was a white guy, Steve, that used to play the music. Okay. It was something hard. I forget what the name of the sound was. And that's how I met Lindo and that was Lindo. He was like a twig. He looked like a twig <laughs> with, and he had his little short hair. And if you saw that clip of, of Lindo on Electric Circus when Danny O, that's how I know Lindo. Wow. A young kid with his diggity wow. diggity diggity. Yeah, he was doing. That was Lindo, and he was always from day that's one. Yeah. Yeah, from day one when I heard him touch the mic and I saw the power he had over just what he was doing with the mic. 
I was like, yo, this kid is fucking crazy. And he'll tell you the story of how he came to see me mm. and gave me attitude because I was a white guy playing reggae. And then he heard me play and he's like, holy shit. We laugh about it all the time. So it was like we, we saw each other in, from different angles, but we both understood that we both had something special and we both knew that we were both passionate and loved the shit. Right. So from time, I mean, he's an animal. His biggest crutch is that he doesn't know how to do business and he's lazy mm. which is terrible because he's he's the best reggae DJ I've ever seen in my life yeah in my eyes he's hyped you know what I mean no, and any party he does yeah, does shit yeah, yeah, yeah and we've done we've done legendary parties together yeah. amazing he should be Stone Love he should be this he's not a clashing sound but he should be all these things but yeah. again it goes back to business sense and I guess some point when you're doing you have to develop some business sense you have to there's no reason and I'm not saying he does but there's no reason from 1994 to now you're charging the same price Mm. like that's just not smart business sense and again I'm not sure I'm not saying that's him but I'm just saying in general Um, but yeah it's just business sense like he missed out on some opportunities just because of his you know, mind state and yeah, yeah, the way yeah. he thinks and the way he approaches things and all that. I think had he been able to do that, and I mean, it's, this is nothing I don't tell him to his face. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? I've had him at my house and I'm like, yo, let's fucking do, we have to do something. Like, I always have these talks and I'm like, you need to create some shit for yourself so that when you leave actually physically doing the business, there's something still there. There's yeah. a paper trail for you. Like, I have redemption. I have amnesia. I have all these things that mm-hmm. I'm part of and I'm known for. I don't have to be there anymore. Right, right. You know what I mean? Sure. But I'll, at least I'll, I'll have these things to live on. Plus, I have those stuff, that stuff you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I have these things that I can live off of. You have a collection of, of like... And it's not a financial thing. It's just... No, you, it's I, a legacy. Like, people always ask me, well, how long are you going to do this for? It's as long as I want. Mm. Right? So, it's, it's not... I, I'm, I'm not going to do... I don't do weddings. You know what I mean? I did like trays. I do friends' weddings. Yeah. But I don't put myself in the wedding market because I don't enjoy doing it. So why would I do it? Yeah. You know what I mean? But people do. where you can really rock So out. I've always said, like, when people ask me that question, I say when I, when I want to. And they mm-hmm. say, well, why? I say, well, because if I, the day I find myself, you know, just going out to get gigs just, just for the sake of getting yeah, money. Yeah, gig, yeah. Or, you know, just doing certain things just for this and, and losing focus of that, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You're you know what I mean? Now, so now, now to see a guy like Lindo, where he didn't, he didn't, he had them, he had everybody by the balls, and he just kind of dropped it mm. instead of taking it and creating all these things that you can build off of. And now, like I always say to myself, I never want to be the guy that was shit, man. That guy used to be. See that guy over there used to be fucking good. Yeah. Like, that guy used to kill back in the days. And then people hear you now and are like, that guy. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, when you yeah. hear a rapper from back then release a song now and it's yeah. horrible and you're like, Ooh. Ooh, what yeah. he used to be so good. How, much, how is someone who's never heard of him before supposed to believe that he was good when I, this is what I'm hearing? Listen to this shit. This is true. This is true. So I always said like to myself as a DJ, when it gets to that point, I'm done. Like mm-hmm. I, That means I'm not, hey, I'm not enjoying Because if, if you enjoy something and you love it and you're passionate about it, you treat it with respect. Yeah, for sure. Right? So it's like, as long as I'm treating my things with respect, I will practice. Not practice, but play. Like I'm, I will practice. I will do all these things because I have so much respect for the craft that I feel if I go out there and mail it in, I'm shitting on myself and I'm shitting on everybody else that's doing the work. 
You know what I mean? And I don't think that's fair. So it's like, if you ask me about Lindo, if he had that drive in him, mm. he used to. But if he had that drive in him from now, he'd be the ultimate monster. Like he'd be, yeah. he'd be where he should be. You know what I mean? And now he's at the point where he's back competing with not only the guys of our generation that didn't do much the younger ones though. on a business level, but now you're dealing with the younger guys. Yeah. So now you're dealing with a generation of people where the DJ isn't that important anymore. So you're all that skill and all that stuff you have is going to waste because you're playing in arenas and shit where it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So it's like me, that's why I don't put myself in these positions where I'm playing like, you know, just trap parties and all that stuff because the DJ aspect of it doesn't really matter that much in, yeah, that, yeah, in yeah. that scene. So why am I going to put myself in that scene and be miserable? And mm-hmm. it, it basically, once you start getting to a certain space in your DJ time when you have a legacy, when you do the party, it should be centered around you. You know what I mean? You shouldn't just yes not centered no. around yeah. you like, to the point where you're like all with the main DJ, but it's like, it should be something where you don't have to audition for the role. 100%. Yeah, I'm not going to be third on the flyer. Yeah. At this point in my career. Exactly. I would just, I'd just rather not do it. Like you did too much stuff, man. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? But again, it goes until, you know, who else Who else is on the bill? And it goes to whoever. You know what I mean? But in general, yeah, hell no. I, w- I, would, I wouldn't put myself in those positions. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. And again, it, it's more than just what you said. It's more, it goes back to what I said about just respect and all that stuff. Like, I respect what I do so much and I love what I do and I'm still passionate about what I do so much mm. that I'm never going to put myself in that position. I refuse to. Yeah. If you stick me in a hip-hop party, I'm going to rock like I did back when you heard me in the 90s. Yeah. Put me in a reggae party, I'm going to do the same shit. You know what I mean? I've yeah. never lost that ability. I've changed the way I play music, but I always incorporate... What what got me to where I am today? Yeah, and I'll always continue to do that. So it, I'll do you know learning new stuff is what reinvents your passion. You know what I mean? Because the new music definitely doesn't give me passion. Right. But what people can do with the music gives me passion now. For I mean, sure. technology is is an animal. Do you play any track at all? Yeah, hundred percent. I have nothing against the music. It's just not my life. Yeah. So I could listen to it. I can't listen to it for an hour. So yeah, how do you find sure. out what's the new thing? Like, I mean, it's just like anything. There's so much you're 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 flooded with so much shit that I just take what I need at first. Mm. Like I'm, I don't play the crowds who want the brand new, you know, whatever. Up the latest song. Yeah, right. I don't need like you know, my crowd. They'll take the hits, right? And a bit of shit that they'll know, but they don't need like the brand new shit that all these kids are singing. Yeah. So why I don't need to know that right away? Cause yeah. But when I when I feel I need to know, I'll hit up my guys. I'll hit up Charlie sure. B. I'll hit up Prince. I'll hit up all these guys and be like, "What songs are you guys playing now?" Mm-hmm. Again, I don't have shame about that because I re- again I respect what I do enough that for I sure. wanna if I'm going to play for you, you wanna know. And there's two hundred of you. I wanna make sure I can at least hit you with something. For sure. Where yeah. at least you can so you can enjoy yourself. Yeah, and, and some of those songs time. are like right in your face too so you can't even help yeah I mean I'll be honest if I went to a trap club now again I'll be standing there for probably 45 minutes and know four songs mm-hmm. you know what I mean just cause that's their life yeah you know what I mean I, I I get my hands around so much music that it's impossible for me to stay on top of everything right you know what I mean I'm still learning about old school yeah. yeah, there's so yeah. much old school that I've been exposed to just from other people. Now I got to learn that, 
and then I gotta learn new, and it's like house, reggae, soca, hip hop, R and B. It's just like I'm tr- I'm keeping my arms around everything. Yeah. Because I'm a music lover. Yeah. So it's, again, it's like people. Yeah, people always think I hate trap. I don't hate trap. I like trap. I love the energy of trap. I think it's amazing. Right. But again, it's not my. I don't. I because of the nature of DJM, I don't like being in a room where people are standing on the couch. People are all standing together, drinking bot. They're not dancing. Yeah, it's not okay. Yeah, I did a frosh party yeah. in Hamilton a few weeks ago, all 19-year-olds, and it's, you know, 30 guys jamming together, rapping in each other's faces, and the girls are on the other side doing the same shit, and I'm just looking at them, I'm like, it's literally high school. Yeah. Everybody's separated, nobody's having fun with each other, and I'm like, that. I, it's not a world for me. It's not a world I want to live in. Yeah. And I'm in a position where I don't need to live in that, so why am I going to put myself in that? Again, I'm not... I'm a 45-year-old guy. I'm not trying to be 20. I was 20 already. I've been mm-hmm. there. Yeah. yeah. These trap parties that they did, I did that when I was 20. Exactly. Not with the same music, but I did that yeah. already. So I don't need to go do that. And I'm not I'm not doing it for the Instagram. And I'm, I am I don't do... There's Most of my parties I don't Instagram from because I actually forget because I'm, I'm working. Yeah, <laughs> you're actually yeah. doing the actual job. And again, it's not my focus. And again, yeah. it's not, I know it's a new game. It's a new world. If I started now, I'd be dead in the water because it's mm. not my world. I, it's not my personality. Yeah. You have to have now personality. Now is where personality counts. You know what I mean? Now it's so like true. you can't be a DJ. You can't be starting out without the social hustle and without getting in people's faces and without getting on the mic. And what, you can't do that now because there's a so billion true. guys just like you out there. Yeah, and true. still true. doesn't matter anymore in that world. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my world, skill still does matter. You know, I'm still playing to people that'll boo me if I play like shit. Yeah, yeah. So what I mean, it's like all those things keep you on your game. It, you know, growing up in the '90s in Toronto as a DJ, any DJ that came from that era will tell you: if you were shit, they told you you yep. were shit. Straight. They threw shit at yep. you. <laughs> <laughs> like they throw bottles at you. I've seen it. Okay. I've seen guys take the needles off records and dash the guys' records. Like I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen guys box down DJs just because they're shit. So it's like you growing up through that, it's like you're literally dodging, you know, from your whole career. You're dodging and throwing punches your whole career. So it's like I didn't do all that work. capital, baby. Yeah, I I didn't do all that work to go fucking backwards to me. That's going backwards to me. If I have to play like a dummy, that's going backwards to me. Like Kid Cut said that to me a few times. We've done parties for the younger generation. He's like, you're thinking too much. You're mixing too much. Yeah. They don't want to hear that. I said, well, I'm this not. what I do. He's like, dumb it down. And I, I, while I understand it, I'm like, why the fuck am I here to dumb it down? Why am I going backwards? Yeah. Jay-Z does albums now. He doesn't go backwards. He does his thing. Yeah. You either like it or you don't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But he'll still rap on trap shit, but he doesn't mumble rap. No. Well, the 444 didn't even have none of that. He no, but I'm saying, like, when he does those no, remixes yeah. on Trapper, he doesn't mumble rap. He does Jay-Z. This is true. It's true. He does this him. He's Why would he go back to do 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 do? He doesn't rap. He never rapped like that in the first place. Yeah, he yeah. did a little machine gun rap in the beginning, like way back in the yeah. first song. That was it. Like, yo, my mach- my money machine goes the rap. Yeah. That was it. That was the only time you heard him do that more, that pattern or anything. After that, the first but one. But he knows the difference. Reasonable doubt days. Yeah, like yeah. that's what I'm saying. But he, he knows evolved, it. kept on evolving. Yeah, like he time. never and he changes yeah. the way people think. So I'm like, why <coughs> would I go backwards? <coughs> Excuse me. Why would I go backwards after all that work I put in? Is this, it's stupid. It's stupid, yeah. It's it doesn't make no sense. So, what do you have coming up next? Like, what's next on the horizon? Unfortunately, I don't think like that, but 
it's more production for me now i mean i still love doing parties i do most mostly my own parties now because i just i found there's a lot of people that needed something else and i'm in a good position where i can give that to them musically so it's like i do most of my own parties and they're amazing and they're fun it keeps me going right um, yeah, production. I mean, I've all, and the thing with me is I've always done production since day one. Mm-hmm. It's just I've never put anything out. Right. I've done remixes for people and so forth, and even Trey, I did Trey's first demo. Yeah. But it's like I never put it out because again, it wasn't my focus. My focus was, was always I was just doing production as another outlet, just because I love music. Right. Um, but now it's like I, again, yeah, and even when I make music, I'm not making radio music. I'm not making trendy music. I'm mm-hmm. just making music i like i make yeah. soul i make house a lot of house and stuff just because i like making it that's what i like making um so yeah it's just production will be a big thing and really it's just seeing what else i mean all these opportunities that have come up just kind of not say fallen in my lap but they just opportunities come out of you never know where they're coming from yeah. you know it's cardi and cardi you do we day and then we have celebrity marauders because i reconnected with cardi and then the wedding usher sure. you know I, me and Russell grew up together from Russell came George Lopez this is like you never know when things are going to happen so just keep moving yeah. I do radio you know and, and I went from Flow to Virgin you know I was the only one they kept from when Virgin took over Flow and mm-hmm. then they got rid of Flow but Virgin still kept me so it's like I kept going up the ladder and now yeah. iHeart bought Virgin so it's like the ladder keeps going up in the radio world which I love I love doing radio um, I love my pop music I think pop is amazing right now um, so yeah, just like everything kind of just keeps moving and I just move along with it and as the doors open, I either decide if I want to do it or not and whatever happens, happens. This is, I've never been that five-year plan guy and stuff because I'm, I'm so picky with my stuff that if something deviates a little bit, I, 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 I don't know really know how to handle those things. I get uncomfortable with that. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. I like to just stay in the moments and, and so far, I mean, it's worked for as long as it has so far. So Nice, nice, nice. Okay, well, shit, man. Got to chop it up with fucking stuff. <laughs> Ask me any your uh, any questions from now. So well, let the people know where to find you. You know what I'm saying? Because I know you're not a you're, you. You say you don't like to go on the ground and kill it, but you gotta let the people know where to find yeah. you. Yeah, so starting from scratch on Instagram at DJSFS on Twitter. The app is coming out. I think next week. Uh, my iTunes podcast, no, which I is really amazing. I have it. I have it. It's being redone. Yeah, it got okay. redone. So you'll get a refresher. Okay. Go, go, but yeah, go. it's like my iTunes podcast has been amazing. I was number one a few times in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been amazing. I just like those are the things I want to expand on. I want to. Nice. I actually want to do a podcast like this. Me and Cardi were talking about it. So it's like w- there's a lot of things. I mean, I love the fact that you guys are doing this. You guys found your own lane. I lo- and I love the fact that you do it your way. Mm. You know what I mean? You're not doing it just to gain ratings. You're doing it as you feel fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to do it. <coughs> That's the best way to do it. You know what I mean? So to me anyways, grassroots it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you can catch me all on, on that stuff. You can find me around. I'm not that hard to find. Anyway. Catch me on Virgin every day, 99.9 across the country on every Virgin station. And, and yeah. what's, your, what's your favorite of social media platforms to get you at? Instagram. I barely check Twitter, so I, th- I don't know who writes on Twitter anymore and checks Twitter, to be honest. Instagram, I think, is where everybody is. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. so what's your Instagram? Started from scratch. Started from scratch. Sure, Hit me up. And he hasn't even been smoking that much. Oh, no, I've been smoking. I've been smoking. <laughs> no, because sometimes people are like, starting from scratch, underscore, underscore, this. No, 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 no. This man's a professional. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> but he, well, like me. Underscores under the fucking <laughs> name. 
It's me, SSC underscore Hayhurst underscore PK. You see, underscores. It's <laughs> like you said. But yeah, that's where I'm on Instagram. Most likely, that's where you'll find me because I don't do all the other social media. But yeah, episode 34 was lit. Starting from scratch was a beast. Jesus. Um, big up all our sponsors. You know what I'm saying? It's hot in here. Yes, it is hot in here. Like I'm getting over this cold. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling better. The blunt helped. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Thank you again for coming through. No doubt. Have fun tonight at your party and tomorrow at Wee Day. You yep. know what I'm saying? Looking and forward to it. Yeah, big up Wee Day again. Wee.org. Yeah. You can we. check out the website. You can make donations, do all that stuff. All Sweet. that good stuff. And um, y'all know where to find me. Get at my website. That's Friday, a.k.a. Ricky Dread. That's D-R-E-D. Um, check me on all my social media platforms. Friday, Ricky Dread, D-R-E-D. Get at our um, YouTube. We Love Hip Hop. So YouTube.com slash We Love Hip Hop. We're almost at 2,000 subscribers. And once we get there, I want y'all to pick what you get with a hundred dollar limit okay don't get fucking crazy all right? <laughs> um, but a hundred dollar limit we're not doing I, itunes gift cards no more hundred dollars us or hundred dollars canadian uh it depends on who wins you know what i'm saying ah. but we'll let's keep it to canadian hundred dollar canadian cap we're not doing itunes gift cards anymore we're going to do whatever y'all want so make your suggestions leave your comments let us know what you want you know what i'm saying and on instagram when we get to a thousand followers on we love hip-hop we're yeah. giving away a can of guard yeah so and then y'all can get smoke those numbers up you know what i mean the people who are like yo i feel like i'm in this place with you guys when you're doing it like then you could be smoking a can of guard at the same time imagine that <laughs> yeah. so yeah Get at our um, Instagram as well as Twitter. That's at We Love Hip Hop Toronto. It's the world's most smoked out podcast. Episode it 34. It is. My throat hurts. <laughs> and he wasn't even smoking. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't even smoking. Hey. But yeah, man. Good thing it's I'm not here. Yo, we are blessed. And we are out. Yeah. Yeah.